Tiffany, how are you? Good. How are you, Louise? I'm excited to uh, pick up where we left off last time. Uh, we talked about chihuahuas, and I wanted to continue on the subject of uh, common breeds in the shelters. I figured we could do a little series of the uh, uh, the breeds of dogs that are the most victimized among uh, the rescue dogs. Yeah. Uh, that sounds good to me. I care about all of the dogs that are suffering the most, for sure. So I googled around for lists of the top 10 most common breeds in the shelters, and I got a lot of different results. Uh, but they all had some breeds in common, which I think we can agree on uh, from what we've seen in the shelters. And those are, of course, uh, pit bull terriers and American Staffordshire terriers and boxers and chihuahuas and uh, dachshunds, beagles, and labradors. Um, I would say that's what we've seen too, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, less labradors because those seem to be in high demand. Um, maybe they just get their, their end up there because a lot of people get them because they buy them from the breeders and then they don't know how to train, but they do get adopted quicker I, uh, at the shelters. Yeah, and the labradors are also much more common in the shelters in the south is where they're really mm, bred a lot. Gotcha, yeah. Okay, why do you think that is? Well, different breeds are popular in different areas of the country, um, and I think it has a lot to do with the culture, what the idea of uh, is as a dog, where people, how people live, and it's a lot of factors that go into it. But I couldn't say specifically why it laps in the South, because it's such a generic family dog is what you think about. Mm. Uh, but, but yeah, anyway... Uh, so, you know, those are the uh, some of the most common breeds that we see in the shelters. Uh, but today we're going to talk about huskies, which are not on the, the list of the most common breeds in the American shelters. However, they are one of the fastest growing breeds of dog homelessness. And here in California specifically, uh, they are actually some of the most common breeds that we see in our local shelters here for some reason. Uh, so, and, you know, since uh, Game of Thrones and the Dire Wolves came on TV, the owner uh, surrender and overbreeding of huskies has increased significantly around here. Yeah, I definitely that's I've seen that a lot. I mean, especially in uh, the shelters here, I see at least both of you have seen a lot of huskies. We've seen so many people adopt huskies who are not skilled in owning a dog at all. And the first dog they get is a husky which is not for everyone a husky is definitely not for everyone and they find that after the fact and that's where they that's why they end up in the shelter it's like they want to be Jon Snow or something from Game of Thrones they're like I'm Jon Snow with this husky it's so stupid <laughs> you know the, these shows and the movie industry has such a strong influence on people yeah uh, people who, who never before thought about having a dog and it's uh, for, for the good and for the bad, but I think it's mostly for the bad of what we can see of the results uh, of this. And it, it's interesting because it continues to happen because dogs are in movies. They're in movies often. And a lot of times, majority of the time, they showcase a purebred. Um, and I wish that I would see, I would like to see more mutts in Hollywood. 
why are there always a purebred? And even when they talk about a dog being their homeless dog or a res- rescue, they, they showcase a purebred. And while there is purebreds in the, the shelter, majority of them are mixed dogs. So why not showcase mixed dogs as being a perfect uh, dog that has great personality, is great in movies, and, and make people more aware that they're, they're just as perfect as any dog, if not better. Yeah, and just show these individual cuties that you can't mass produce because they are unique mutts. And those are the dogs that we, you know, we need to get out of the shelters. And right now we are getting more huskies uh, than I think we ever had. Uh, into the shelters I mean and it's specifically that they are saying because of uh, um, what media and Game of Thrones is portraying them as like for example uh, the Bay Area Siberian Husky Club bash that we have here Mm -hmm. they stated I've read online that they're seeing up to four or five abandoned dogs a month that they suspect were bought by fans of Game of Thrones and they think that they're coming from fans because uh, these huskies are named after the direwolves or they have like the markings that match those of the show's direwolves. Yeah, I mean that I mean obviously if they're named after the the direwolf from Game of Thrones, uh, yes, it's a that that's quite obvious and I mean, it's disappointing. Yeah, and I read another local rescue here in the Bay Area that said they have seen a 20% increase mm-hmm. in abandoned Siberians uh, where, that they also believe is related to the show because it's in the same time frame. I mean, so it's obviously having like a very real effect mm-hmm. on Huskies and the rescue community. And there are so many um, situations where I've heard where people are looking for husky puppies. They're actually ordering them, buying them online, and the puppies are being shipped to them. I, I mean, it's it's really disturbing. It's ridiculous. So they yeah. so they haven't even they don't even know where the the dog's coming from. They don't know the breeder. They don't know what it looks like. They don't know what the home is. So you know, it's just. You know, that is ridiculous for two reasons. And one is what we just said, that there are plenty of huskies, you know, in the shelters that are basically for free. So don't you don't have to pay to get one. And number two, that is not how you get a husky from a responsible breeder. You don't get them shipped from to you from somebody online. And you know what? It's uh, they're overcharging you if they're irresponsible breeders too, most likely. So it's actually like even cheaper for you to go to a responsible breeder. The only thing is you're gonna have to get on a list, on a waiting list to get a dog, and it's gonna take a little bit of a while for you to wait for that puppy. Uh, but it's gonna be worth it because that per a responsible breeder will make sure that you are fit to handle a husky. You get to meet the mom and the dad and you get to spend some time with other Siberian huskies before you are approved to be a husky parent. And, you know, like a good breeder will make sure that you both are good fit for each other. And if it happens that you're not later on in that dog's life, that dog will always be returned to the breeder and you know, that breeder will take huge responsibility if, to make sure that they're not contributing to dog homelessness within that breed. Well, I mean, that's and that what you just said is all the things that our viewers and people who know that people are looking at huskies, your friends, family, please let them know that, that this is what they need to look for. Um, because, 
there's a lot of m- very unethical breeders out there that will not do any of those things. They're really just out to make a buck and uh, they don't care about the dogs. So those dogs are generally taken, are not taken care of at all in horrible situations. They're left in cage. They're left in cages. They're in horrible lives and they're miserable. It's, it's not much different from a puppy meal. Um, so for anyone who wants a Husky, who has actually experienced with Huskies, please check the shelters first. There's so many of them that are being euthanized that are need adoption and they're great, beautiful dogs. They're, I, I mean, they are beautiful creatures. And for anyone who's active, who loves jogging and, t- and going out in, the, in, in adventures, I mean, they're great dogs because they love to be, to be active. Uh, anyway, Tiffany, last week we, we touched on the issue of how the movie business affects rescue dogs, uh, like how chihuahuas have been overbred and euthanized because of uh, Paris Hilton, as we stated, and uh, Hollywood in general. And I, I said that it didn't happen to Golden Retrievers when the movie Airbud was hit mm. was a hit, mm. uh, but turns out I was wrong about that. Oh, really? Yeah, so the Golden Retrievers uh, did actually suffer some, and um, so did other, you know, fancy and family breeds. Uh, so it isn't just chihuahuas uh, being unfortunate. Uh, it's like every poor breed that shows up on movies or TV is going to be overbred and over-euthanized. And I found this article um, online that uh, describes, the, you know, this horrific phenomenon pretty well, and so... Listen to this. In the 1990s, after the release of the 101 Dalmatians, uh, you know, the the populations of Dalmatians exploded in the United States. And uh, it went from being 40,000 in the early 90s to after the release of the movie, there were over 140,000 Dalmatians that were registered with the American Kennel Club. Oh, my God. yeah, that's a lot. From 40,000 to over 140,000 after a movie release. That's how big of an effect it has on people. And this was, you know, back in the day. Uh, and, uh, you know, so the overwhelming amount of dal- Dalmatians back then in shelters led to that many of these dogs were euthanized. I can, and yeah. we have seen the same trends uh, have later been observed with other dog breeds like the Golden Retriever after Air Bud in 97. And Collies after the release of Lassie in 1943, even. And now it's happening to Huskies. Like numbers are exploding in the shelters uh, thanks to the current media trends. Shelters are seeing a lot more owners uh, abandon Siberian Huskies. Mm. Yeah, you know, I met someone in the park. Uh, one time and we're just chatting it up and uh, they were telling me that their grandmother, no, sorry, it was their mother. It wasn't a grandmother, but there was mother and these were young adults. So the mother was an older, obviously older. Um, and they were telling me that she was getting, she wants a Husky and she was getting a Husky puppy and they were just as frustrated with her as well. And she wouldn't listen to them, even though they were giving them advice. So what do you do? Tiffany, what is the beeping? How it's you hearing that? I'm trying to turn yeah. it off. It's, it's people are texting and I have it on silent mode. How do I stop it? It doesn't sound like silence. I know, but it is on silent mode. Damn it. I don't know what to do. <sighs> Fuck. That's a problem with the phones, I guess, using the phones. It's like there's they're texting as our neighbors are complaining about we have fuck. We have um yeah, please stop texting. We have um somebody in our front of our house who's living in a in a truck 
um, it's like a U-Haul truck and sat, oh. yeah. And they're, they have a, they're running a really loud generator. Um, and it's really, really loud. So our neighbors, we have like neighbors, we're doing a like back and forth thread right now. Should we complain? What should we do? And it's hard right now because with the COVID, I know people are struggling. So I feel bad complaining because I don't know, you know, they're living in a truck I, oh yeah, that's a tough one. I know. Ooh, I don't know. So it's, that's this thread going back and forth. But the thing is, Louise, I hear a dog in that truck, so I'm actually more sensitive about it because I hear a dog barking, um, and I don't. So want, you want him to have the generator? I know. So I'm kind of like, <laughs> you know. So that anyway. So they're in this text thread. Should we call and play? Blah blah. I'm like, oh well. I'm being nice and saying, well, you know, they have to move soon because Tuesday's street cleaning. So. Fuck, yeah, I wish they would just stop. Okay, so yeah, we're going to be patient. But just in case you're wondering what that little yeah. uh, background beep is, that's uh, Tiffany and her neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sorry about that. And, you know, Louise and I, because of COVID and the rise in infections right now, we're both not doing this together. We're doing this virtually. So we ha- we're, we're FaceTiming and uh, doing this recording that way. Yeah, and uh, trying to figure out all, all, all the techie stuff. So here we go. Uh, anyway, but we were talking about um, the husky mm-hmm. situation, and so you know, why do so many people who buy huskies without doing the research find themselves unable to care for their dog? You know, like so many people get huskies and they're unable to take care of them, and they abandon them or turn them into shelters. Um, why? Why is that? You wonder. Yeah, I mean. Well, they're escape artists, you know, I mean, I, I remember working when I was at the working at the big shelter uh, at Family Dog uh, that there was several of them that would jump the fences and the fences were high and they but they would get over those fences. And next thing you know, they're running the streets. And so they're really challenging that way. I mean, I remember adopting a dog, beautiful Husky. He was so handsome. Um, and the person was very, very skilled. In fact, he was actually have had Huskies in the past and, uh, knew what he was doing, but he, he, and he had large fences, very tall fences. Um, and still this Husky got out and he actually got returned. So, you know, they're they're very they're they're flight risk as well as they have a high prey drive so that's something to consider as well they yeah they uh, they require a lot of uh, training and uh, caretaking that uh, is not the same for other breeds they're like they they are special a uh, Siberian husky needs a certain amount of activity and brain stimulation. It needs to be both physical and mental. And if you don't give the give it to them on a daily basis, they're they're gonna figure it out themselves. Yeah. Uh, it means like they're gonna find a way to escape, or you know, like you say, they might involve climbing or digging, or they might even chew their way through like enclosed spaces. No matter how husky proof you think they are, so life with a husky can quickly become overwhelming if you don't know what you're getting into. Uh, I mean, that said, they're also fantastic dogs. I mean, they're not only beautiful. That's not the only reason people love them. Uh, They're also often great with kids, for example. They make extremely loyal family members. Uh, And they're pack animals. They get along well with other dogs usually. And, you know, they're naturally very clean dogs. So as long as you do your homework with them and, you know, you're an active person and you're a good fit for the breed, then, you you know, they're great dogs. 
you know, and they, they definitely have great personalities. I mean, they're so interesting. They're majestic. Um, and I like what you said. Like they're good. They're good, especially good with kids. Kids who like to rough house. I mean, they're they're a great dog for that. Um, but I would like to say, you know, if you do have a no, but not only rough house. Like they're very gentle with the people they love too. Oh yeah, but you know, they're like they'll let the the kid like you know wrestle with them and play with them. Um, my my one thing is I like to say is if you do get a husky and you can't take them for walks every day, please ha- make sure that you have the funds to hire a dog walker um, who can take them out because you're just going to have a healthier, happier pet as well. Um, I know you have a couple of uh, huskies that you walk and uh, they're they do very great. They do great in the home because they're getting that exercise. Yeah, exactly. I have um, almost specialized in huskies because I absolutely adore them and they're like silly personalities. They they really stand out uh, as being more generic in their breed than other breeds. Uh, it's uh, what I think. And uh, they're just, uh, the way I would describe them is that they're like kind of, uh, they have an attitude and they're... Some dogs, and you've told me this, but like, some dogs do not like huskies because you've told what did you told me there was a reason because they're so like not macho they're so beautiful that other dogs are like what did you tell me (laughs) no not that other dogs are jealous of them for being beautiful but uh, huskies have this sense where, where they tend to uh uh, pick fights or have an attitude or like want, want to be dominant more than other breeds uh, I've seen it in for example when I uh, introduce dogs into my pack is that they always have to go through the huskies in the beginning and they go up and they kind of blow up their chests you know and make a stand like who are you and you know, like give a, a little growl or show some teeth or like try to pick on them just a little bit to make their initial stance. And and they're fine, you know, they they usually don't get into fights or hurt each other at all. It's just this kind of little attitude that they have. Mm, attitude. Yeah, they have attitude. Mm. That's the best way to put it. And it's just fascinating to watch, I think. Well, yeah, uh, how they all behave with it. And I saw it at the, the daycares too, where, where I've worked and in the shelters that, um, yeah, the Huskies, they have a, a bit of an attitude that, that, that other dogs doesn't have. It's silly. Yeah, it is kind of funny. I've noticed that too. And I, and I, I and Benny, my terrier mix ha, does not like their attitude for some reason. And he always wants to go after the Huskies. So when I see a Husky, I'm like, I make sure he's on his leash because he's going to pick a fight with them. <laughs> and it's Benny embarrassing. Is so little. I know. It's so embarrassing. I'm like, I'm sorry. My dog can be an asshole sometimes, but I love him to death. Yeah. He could not take on a Husky. <laughs> no, he could not. I don't know. Understand it. Cause he's, he's terrified of my chickens of our chickens, the chickens he will be, he's scared of, but he'll go after a Husky. I don't understand it. Anyway. No, it's insane. It's uh, yeah. With journey, he doesn't like Huskies either. When he sees one, he just starts shaking and he gets all upset. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my yeah. goodness. So I'm, and, I'm, and my, my neighborhood text thread is still going on and I, I I should just say, can you please take a break? Should I text and say, please take a break from the thread? It's interfering with our podcast. Should I say that to stop it? No, don't don't even talk to them. Okay, uh, let let it just uh, go, go on. All right, all right. It's annoying the hell out of me. Oh my god. Uh, One thing that is good to know is that huskies are hard to train to be off leash. 
This is because they're so independent minded and they're bred to run really long distances and roam kind of out of your sight. So it, it, it is very difficult to have them be off leash and close to you and respond well to recall. I'm not saying it can't be done, uh, but it will take a lot more work than it will with most other dogs. Definitely. I, you know, I think back, um, my sister, she got a Husky when she was, um, young, she was single and young and she didn't even really have a like established home and everything. And, and that, that was, a oh. yeah, I re- I'm, it, it was a really hard time. And I remember that Husky being like on the, our side yard when I was still living at home, I was still, you know, in my high in high school. Um, and she would be gone all day and he'd be just crazy on that side yard miserable and barking and freaking out it was really hard yeah it was just not the best situation um i mean she eventually got a a, you know stable home and and but she she learned she realized later in life that that wasn't the right decision and she made a mistake of course she kept him and she loved him very much but he definitely um developed separation anxiety whenever she left yeah that's that that's hard, and I think that probably sounds like a typical uh, situation that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. It is typical. It's it's surprising it still is, and that's why we're doing this podcast because we really want to get more information out there for everybody. We've we've been so surprised, Louise. You and I have been surprised of how much uh, lack of information is out there for people who are you know smart people, educated or whatever. Just that just don't know these things. It's quite a few. Um, So I'm glad that we're doing this and I hope that people can ship read the news and help everyone uh, learn. Yeah. So Huskies are not really supposed to go off leash also because they have a prey drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Which means they can go after like any small critters or even cats or small dogs. And not everybody has it, but some do. And for that reason, you know, a lot of rescues around here are now making people sign for uh, when they adopt a husky that they will never let them off leash because something is likely to happen. And, you know, the the rescue organizations don't want to be sued by, you know, the victimized pet Mm -hmm. that's attacked by the husky. So it's a whole thing now. Yeah. Well, we know stories. We've heard stories where an adopter, not from us, but an adopter adopted a husky and the rescue did their due diligence to explain to them that this dog should not be off leash. There's, you know, this is the, there's a prey drive that's known in huskies. Um, and sure enough, they did not listen, even though they signed the, the information that said to not take them off leash, did not listen. That husky went ahead and killed uh, or or severely injured a small dog, mm. um, and uh, you know they that that's a problem. Is people think, oh no, the dog's fine, but but don't take that risk. A dog, someone's beloved pet, died or get injured severely, and it's going to cost you a lot of money in the vet bills. Yeah, and you know if there is a risk then it's usually not worth taking when it comes to uh, safety. And so you're asking yourself, uh, if I have a husky, does that mean that they can never run off leash? There are situations that you can create where, yes, they can run off leash. Uh, You know, there are uh, fenced-in dog runs. Uh, You can go there on, you know, go there on odd hours when no one else is there and let your dogs uh, roam free and play. And then, you know, just watch... uh, 
uh, you said when it's not occupied by others. And there's also other fenced-in um, areas that you can rent. There's different apps for it now. And there's just a lot of uh, different uh, dog breed enthusiast communities coming together and finding spaces where their dogs can ro roam supervised. And like all do big dogs together and no small dogs. And, you know, there, there are ways to figure it out if uh, you're enthusiastic about having your husky run free. So there, there are still ways. And you can also muscle your dog. You don't have to worry about it, uh, it being able to bite anyone. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's not, yes. that's a, that's a nice thing. Some people look at muzzles as, you know, that dog is dangerous or that it's being cruel to put a muzzle, but it's actually been very kind to actually, to put the muzzle on both parties, the dog. So the dog doesn't be in a situation that's not right. And also for the other dog that could be bit by the dog. I agree. And I think the reason many people feel that way about muscles is because that's how we are conditioned to feel about them, because it's it doesn't feel like a positive thing. However, the dog doesn't have the same background information or idea of what a muscle is. Uh, of course, they're, they're not initially comfortable with having something on their face. Uh, but, you know, if you introduce the muscle correctly with training and really awesome, super amazing treats that you're going to condition the experience to the, the muscle, you know, uh, often and hopefully being a positive thing, you know, that the dog gets to experience something yummy when he gets the muscle. Yeah. Yeah, they don't so, mind. So they don't mind. They, no, they I have a lot of it. dogs that wear muscles, and they don't seem to mind it. No, not at all. Um, yeah, you, yeah. You you're one of the rare dog walkers that um, you take on all dogs because you're so good with training them and making sure that you know that um, if you don't walk them, that that maybe someone else won't. And so I, I totally respect that you do that. Yeah, and I do it because I, you know, believe that there are safe ways to, to walk them. There's just like some measures that have to be taken. I believe that a lot of most dogs are capable of being out and about with other dogs and in nature running around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree 100%. I mean, I think about Rocky. Rocky, who is such a gorgeous dog, beautiful golden retriever. And, uh, you know, he, he wears a muzzle and he's fine with it. And he gets to go out and run with packs. And you know what? That's beautiful. Yeah. I love exactly. it. Exactly. He doesn't care. And he wear it proudly. He looks so good. I know. He's, he's one of my uh, favorites that you have. Are they only Siberian Huskies or are they other kind of variations of Huskies? Oh, yeah. There is, uh, of course, the Malamute. Okay. Um, uh, th there are uh, different variations, but uh, in regards to the rescue situation uh, that we see in the, you know, the shelters is the Siberian Huskies we primarily see mm -hmm. uh, because they look more like the dire wolves, yeah. I assume. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mini versions of them, of course. Mm -hmm. um, well, there's people, yeah. you know, we know a few of them um, that actually have crossbreeds of Huskies and wolves. Yeah, and, and you know um, that the breeding wolf into pets is uh, not considered humane or nice or a good idea at all no. uh, by many people in, in the rescue world. Uh, I've worked with a dog walker. We used to walk a wolf actually here in San Francisco. <laughs> I remember you telling me this story and I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. 
It is pretty crazy. Wait, tell and, me that. Tell that story. But there are people who have wolves as uh, pets. And, you know, she was just uh, this magnificent uh, animal. And uh, we would walk with her in the pack walks every day. And, of course, you know, she smelled different. And she was very different than the other dogs. And a lot of the other dogs were very afraid of her. And... Um, um, she was muscled and you know during the time that I spent with her we never had any problem oh if you hear something here in the background Journey is dreaming and oh, barking Journey's all I don't like wolves they scare me well yeah no I was I was blown away when you told me that you walked a wolf I it, it scared me a little bit because I, I would have been scared um, but didn't you say that wolf they had that wolf for a particular reason oh yeah I think uh, she's there to uh, guard uh, but she, uh, you know, huskies are not good guarding dogs because they're, they're they don't really uh, bark on alert, and they're also very friendly. Uh, so you know, uh, they want to say hi to people rather than scare them off. However, uh, this one was a wolf, though, and uh, she, of course, uh, is not a husky, and she's uh, not a pet, and she will attack for, uh, not because she's guarding, but for the sake of her being a wild animal in a displaced. Uh, you know, environment, I think. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, uh, I, I don't think anyone wanted to g try to go past her. <laughs> it would be neat to see a wolf, but I think I, I think I would feel nervous around them just because they're so, I mean, they're, you know, they're big and they're wild and that's how I see them as. Yeah, I just feel so humble. Uh, that's how I remember feeling around her, just so humble to nature and how, you know, powerful. I remember smelling her. I put my face in there once in the fur, and she smelled just, like, way different than dogs. Like how? Wild. So, wolves, did you know, I was reading a book, um, it's a great little book, but it was talking about how that um, wolves actually, uh, in, the, in the beginning of time, that the early humans learned how to be humans by watching wolves and how they how they behaved in their packs and um how they took care of each other and they watched out for each other and they worked together and um the early humans would observe that and learned a lot about how to behave in groups and families from wolves there are so many different theories about how uh, wolves and uh, humans uh, and, and later on then dogs have integrated and uh, uh, evolutionized together. And, you know, wolves are such, you know, beautiful, loving. Uh, they ha I mean, they have their tribes, their packs, and they all take care of each other. And it's actually very beautiful and special. Uh, and it really... Um, they should be protected. They should not be. I, I get very, very upset um, when I hear about any anybody poaching poaching a wild animal. Uh, any of them, of course, upsets me very much. Um, which 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 one of them is wolves? When you kill a wolf, you're killing a family member. That that that's. Uh, they need to be protected. It's really, it's really, really sad. There's some beautiful stories and documentaries to, to watch about wolves that people should watch. They're really, really cool. You know, they say that uh, uh, maybe the reason why dogs uh, came to exist was that wolves started living off of the trash and the food scraps that was around human settlements. Uh, but... I heard that some defer, de debunked that theory by saying that, you know, food was so scarce back then. So th it wasn't like people threw trash around themselves mm -hmm. like we do today. And they think that 
uh, humans and wolves actually started bonding in the hunting field and taking advantage of each other and like preying on things together and figure out how to work together to get more food source. Interesting. Oh, wow. That makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned it briefly before, but let's emphasize again that Huskies needs a lot of exercise. Uh, so we don't mean 15-minute potty breaks uh, twice a day. We mean daily runs, hikes, uh, or, you know, at least long walks. Uh, hopefully more, more than once a day. And, you know, they can live in apartments, but they need this exercise. They, they really do in order to be healthy and happy. Uh, so if you're active and outdoorsy uh, type of person, great, get a husky. Um, but if you'd rather sit on the couch and watch the reruns of Game of Thrones, then <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be a husky owner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. You know, with all the things that were said about huskies, you might think that we give you all these warnings that we're trying to dissuade you from adopting a husky, but we're not. Quite on the contrary, like go to the shelters and adopt the husky and save a life. Just know what you're going getting into. Um, you know, again, huskies are beautiful, affectionate, they're intelligent, and they're wonderful companions. And it's because I love this breed that we want to that we want you to consider getting a husky and, you know, also to know if it's the right dog for you. Absolutely. It's the right thing to do. And I feel that when you adopt versus shop or buy a dog, it's, it's actually the right thing for the environment. It's, it's right thing for, um, as, as a, from, as a, on a human level to do the right thing. Um, we have, we, why would we, uh, get, promote breeding or promote buying a dog when these so many dogs available to us that need homes. So to me, it's irresponsible to not look at a shelter first or a rescue first. Tiffany, uh, what's the status on our rescue dogs? Yes, the update. We have Flynn and we have Coco. And then we're tomorrow we're picking up a new doggy. So Flynn is our, um, we're guessing a chihuahua lab who knows but he's like uh, a jack russell terrier mix well that's what they said at the shelter but when i met him he looks more like a, a yellow lab to me like his fur well he's like white medium size dog right yeah his fur feels like it feels like a lab not a jack russell jack russell is very short hair his hair feels like a lab. So anyway, uh, Flynn had been at the, the vet. He had that nonstop erection that he had to go in and stitch up, poor thing. Yeah. And uh, how's he recovering? Is he getting ready to uh, have some adoption meet and greets? Yeah. In fact, I heard from the um, our foster the other day and she said he's ready. He's ready to meet some folks. So um, I've been chatting it up with some people. Fantastic. Yeah, I've been talking to people over the phone first to just interview them because he needs a special uh, adopter, a special family. Um, and uh, we have a couple contenders. So he'll be meeting a couple people soon. Um, yeah, so super excited about that. And little Coco is um, doing much better. She was, you know, she took a slower start with her foster. But um, she yeah, she just got into a foster home. She's being rehomed after having spent her entire 
adult life uh, with a family that now has to rehome her because of COVID? Well, I just learned, I heard from the shelter that the uh, family that re- surrendered her did not have her her entire life because they just wanted to say, hey, it took us a couple weeks, her, her a couple weeks to come out, um, get comfortable with us. So I'm not really sure oh. how long. So she's probably been in multiple homes now, poor poor gal so i she, see yeah so she's definitely that's why it's taking her a little bit longer she's she's tr- you know not trusting that people will abandon her again um but she's doing good she our foster finally got the harness on her and was able to take her out for walks so she was oh yeah, yeah. here she goes here she goes but she's adorable so cute um tiny little oh the thing. pictures of coco just drove me crazy yeah. like Oh, me and Journey, we, we want her. Oh, good. yeah. And then the one we're picking up tomorrow, which we need to come up with a name. Um, he's, a fairy tale name. Yes. So anyone has any fairy tale names they like, send it our way. Um, his He's a, a dash hound and mini pin, mini pincher. Dachshund. Dachshund. A wiener dog. He's a wiener dog or sausage dog mini pin mix. Oh, I love dachshunds. Mm -hmm. I grew up with dachshunds. My dad had a thing for dachshunds. So we had several dachshunds growing up. I'm jealous. Yeah. And you remember they were on the list of the, you know, the most common breeds and shelters. Oh, really? We see a lot of those. Really? Yeah. Tiffany, I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Ciao. Peace out. Bye. Snow dogs, I've been pulling a sled. Let's go dogs, you heard what I say. Snow dogs, I sleep when I'm dead. Snow is my bed, but not Not the best dog you ever see. Snow.